Recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM. And broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, hello. This is Zed Games and I am Zara. With me in the studio tonight is... Hazel. And... Well, Paul, kind of in the studio. Kind- it makes no Whoa. difference to the listeners, but I'm at my house. Paul, you are uh, projecting <laughs> your voice into the station. That it's is true. how like powerful The power of a god. Are. Uh, that's how I like to roll. Exactly. Yes, I uh, still have not returned to the station since having my second child. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting, I'm getting hankering. So I uh, hopefully I this will tide you over a little bit. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, even because I have my podcast as well, um, and I haven't been able to do that in ages. So I haven't actually got to talk to anyone about not E3 yet, oh. and I've actually gone insane. But oh, that's no. all right. I'll catch up. I'll do like a five-hour recording one day and get yeah, everything yeah, yeah. out of my system. Um, you know, and half the games will already be out by then, so I'll know if they were good or not. Yeah, I mean, like, How when, are you? when you're next in the, when, when you're next in the station, we'll just have an entire episode where it's just you. You do the news, you do the announcing, you do all the reviews. Uh, you have your own segment where you just talk to yourself, okay, and I yeah, think yeah. we can get all that all that energy out that way. Here's all the feelings I've had over the last <laughs> few months. I've got a lot, and I've been going through them, playing lots of games. Oh, you know, I'd love to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. But first, we need to listen to the week in gaming news. I love the news. This week in gaming news, get Diablo 4 beta access by branding yourself with Blizzard's IP. To celebrate Diablo's 25th anniversary, Blizzard is running a Diablo's Hells Inc. Tattoo Takeover event from July 16 to September 10, spanning eight cities in four different countries, including Australia. Diablo fans can queue for the chance to get a free flash tattoo, and with it, access to the Diablo 4 beta and a free digital copy of the game upon its release. The takeover is coming to Melbourne's Oculus Tattoo Studio on September 3rd and Sydney's Little Tokyo Tattoo Studio on September 10th. So if you're in the area and love Diablo, maybe swing on by to get yourself some free ink and access to Diablo 4. A new game studio approaches. Jerry Hook, former head of design for Halo Infinite, who two months ago left 343 Industries, has announced the creation of a new game studio, Jar of Sparks, along with several other big names in the industry, Paul Crocker, Greg Stone, and Steve Dyke. And with the backing of NetEase, a Chinese tech company, the studio is currently hiring across all fields of game development. Jerry Hawk made it clear in an interview with IGN that the plan is not to jump straight into huge AAA titles, but to focus on making quality games at a mid-sized budget and forming a strong team and a dedicated following to build from. A perfect way to spend some money. The recently released feline-focused game Stray, which reached over 60,000 concurrent players on Steam within 24 hours of its release, has collaborated with Travel Cat to create a merch line of travel accessories for that special kitty cat in your life. The collection consists of a harness and leash set that is a replica of the one worn in the game, and a cat backpack, a cat carrier that you carry on your back. 
In addition to this, there is a virtual launch party scheduled for Friday at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, where in addition to live gameplay, there will be a backpack and harness training hangout on Zoom so you can learn how to safely take your cat on your very own adventures. Upcoming game releases. On July 21st, Bright Memory Infinite comes out on PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X. Coromon comes out on the Switch. Hellpie comes out on PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. And Severed Steel comes out on the Switch. On July 22nd, Capcom Arcade Second Stadium comes out on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the Switch. Live Alive is ported to the Switch, and Severed Steel comes to Xbox. On July 26th, Immortality comes to PC, and the Xbox Series X, and Multiverses comes to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. And that's all this week in gaming news. Thank you so much for that, Caroline. Uh, very, very, a wi- I feel like it's a wide range of um, emotions in the news this week. Because you got like, oh, stray merchandise, more cat plushies. <laughs> Not just cat plushies. You can get a, a cat travel backpack to put your cat in. Oh, yeah! And you can get a replica of the harness that the cat wears in Stray to put on your real-life cat. Oh, that is so cute, actually. As as someone that finished Stray yesterday, and, you know, generally I'll just say pretty cool, uh, but, I mean, I don't have a cat, so... uh, Well, you have have a small child. (laughs) 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 Same brain. Um, Speaking of branding... (laughs) Uh, okay, I know I know. it sounds kind of goofy, silly, to uh, promote a game and, you know, be like, you can get better access if you get this free tattoo that is fr- based on this video game. I feel like that was a thing for, like, five oh, years in the 90s was. or something. There used to be all these terrible marketing campaigns. I know they did tattoos. Um, there was a real famous one, I think, for Shadow Man, where they were like... Yeah, if you, uh, we're gonna put pay for your funeral if you put Shadow Man on your gravestone. What? Yeah, what? I'm pretty sure that was what the deal was. Oh, you know, with the, cost, um, with the pr- funerals are pretty expensive. Yeah. How yeah, small does the? How small can you put the? I, I don't think it happened. I think it was too much outrage beforehand. But, you know, I live near a graveyard, and it would make it far more interesting to walk around and just find like. Yeah, just like brands people, on people's <laughs> people like gravestones. Like sponsorship yeah. kind of engravings. Yeah. yeah like, you know, it's loving, like, ma- yeah, loving ma- mother and Marvel enthusiast or something like that. <laughs> just the Monster Energy logo on someone's gravestone. Oh, nice. I actually kind of love that. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm gonna... In place of the cross? <gasps> yes! <laughs> oh, so... Oh, no, but we're like, we're like, what if... Why not? Why not? I mean... Okay, maybe not religion, something like that. But yeah. maybe you know we should put like our favorite drink on our gravestones. Yeah. We're so uh, we're announcing a new subscriber tier for the station, uh, <laughs> and that is uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will put we will put your company on our graves. I can f- I can almost feel stocky like sprinting down the stairs to like. You can't say those things. That is a joke. We're not going to do that. That is not a thing. Um, but Radiothon is coming up, so best time to subscribe if you ask me. Uh, yeah. Just to let you know. 
My name is Zara. Uh, with me in the studio tonight is Hazel and Paul. And Hello. Hazel has a review for us. So take it away. I do have a review. Now, I am a lifelong fan of racing games. Probably the first racing game I ever played was something that I have never encountered anyone else who has played, which is Roll Cage on the PlayStation 1. Um, it was really cool. I've never encountered anyone else who's actually played it and remembers it. Paul, have you played it? Yeah, I've played Roll Cage. <laughs> oh my god. Paul's played everything. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm old. That's all, it's fine. It's, it's not, not a Yeah, but even like, even like other PS1 kids didn't I don't know. I think it was a bit of a bargain bin game. Um, there, there, there was a part of me that wanted you to say power slide. I'm going to get really excited. But Roll Cage is good too. Roll Cage is great. Um, Need for Speed. I absolutely played the hell out of uh, Need for Speed Underground and Most Wanted on the original Xbox. And I I was just... I, I put so... I put probably like thousands of hours into Need for Speed Underground as a child. Um, but in 2008, a game came out called Trackmania Nations Forever. And it was free. Mm -hmm. It was free and it involved going very, very fast and competing against your own personal best time and even like a ghost of your personal best record on the track that you were playing on. And uh, I kind of got obsessed. Just a bit. Just a bit. But that was a long time ago and I kind of forgot about Trackmania as a franchise after school. Um, But in 2020, they released a new Trackmania. That's just called Trackmania, not to be confused with the 2003 Trackmania, which is also just called Trackmania. This is Trackmania 2020, and it's also free to play, and I'm obsessed again. Now, <laughs> uh, Trackmania, what the hell is it? Trackmania has uh, almost 20 years of history. It has covered all sorts of different styles of racing game. Um, and famously has different environments that you can play in that are called things like Canyon, uh, Island, and that kind of thing. And they have, each one has like their own physics model and their own uh, car that goes with them. Um, And there have been quite a few games over the years in all sorts of different environments. Most of them were not free to play. And I didn't buy any of those because I forgot that the franchise existed after I stopped playing Nations Forever. Um, And I was broke also. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Um, But the free ones have an environment that's just called Stadium, where you drive a car that looks a lot like a Formula One car and you go extremely fast and you can do things like drift and loop-to-loops and flying through the air. And in the new one, your car has reactors... I don't know why they're called reactors. Or like when you cross, when you drive over a thing that activates them, jets come out of your wheels and make you either like fly or like stick to the floor, so you can do extreme turns or just like giant jumps. Uh, it's cool as hell, and uh, I think the speed in the game is supposed to be kilometers per hour, but if it is, the car is absurdly fast. You get up to like a hundred within like two seconds. And um, you can hit a maximum speed of 999 kilometers an hour. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of kilometers <laughs> per hour. Um, yeah, I think that's faster than some planes. Probably a lot of planes. Uh, definitely the little ones. Um, I don't know how fast those those uh, really fast fighter. I don't know how fast planes go. Very Me either. No Me either. An unladen swallow, maybe, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you go really, really fast, and you compete against yourself 
to set personal best times over and over and over and over. And if you want to, you can play against other people, like live, or you can compete against their records. And you can hunt world records. Which are extremely, extremely, extremely competitive. Um, Unbelievably so. It is a game for obsessive people. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a game about perfection. But you don't have to be perfect to start with or to have fun with it. Um, It's such a good game. It's such a good game. I don't don't have no criticisms is the thing. (laughs) Like, uh, I'm reviewing it, but I have nothing bad to say about the game except that the physics can be kind of janky. Well, I remember the first time I played the Trackmania. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the first time I played one, it was at a LAN, and um, we got, we'll, we'll all load up this racing game, and immediately we're just like, what's this? We can't even touch each other? We just pass through each other? What's going on? Oh, yeah, this by default, is... there's no collision, so you can't crash into each other. You just uh, Has drive. there ever been collisions? Uh, do any of them have collisions, do they? There are mods. Oh, okay. I well, feel they're... like that's got to be a feature where there's a collision mode on. There's, it would change what uh, the game is. There's a <laughs> mod... There's yeah. a mod for collisions for the latest version of the game, um, and if you play on a server that has it activated, it is absolute chaos. I imagine so. Because there's no starting was, grid. Everyone starts yeah. from the same, the same point, and everyone drives at exactly for like the same half time. an hour, and then I thought it was amazing. It's just so addictive. And it's, then when Nations came out and they added all the leaderboards, the world, and then the, the na- national, then you got to the local leaderboards. So I might have been terrible, but you know what? In North Brisbane... Oh, it's a real. I was king. Yeah, <laughs> you were king it, of the castle. They have like regional, national, continents, and world leaderboards in the latest version. Um, so like you can be like number one in Queensland. Oh yeah, which I think I have on one or two tracks. Oh, I didn't realize we had a real super speed star in here. Wow. What controls do you use, Hazel? I uh, kind of switch it up. I used to play on controller most of the time, DualShock Four. Um, but eventually it started making my hands hurt, so I switched to keyboard. It's weird. Trackmania is, like, at its most pure in a, with keyboard control. Like, no other racer would I say, like, it's made for keyboard. There's no other racing is. game <laughs> where you need such snap reaction speed. Yeah. But, yeah, um, it is... It's an incredible game, and more incredible than the game itself is the community, because there is a community built around these games making content for them making tracks for them and that community has existed for nearly 20 years now and there are just some incredible people out there and some incredible things out there and connections you can make playing this game mm. so community is always been amazing try it out yeah maybe then they made Oh. <laughs> Maybe you all can race each other. Um, but I think we're gonna have to wrap up. Please, that. I need someone to play with. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this review. Uh, my name is Zara. With me in the studio tonight is Hazel and Paul, who is, I believe, making a mad dash for um, his kid. Uh, and I've got a review for the game Sable. Let me ask you a question. Did you have to do work experience in school where you spend time working in your ideal job at the time so you could get an idea of what it's actually like? No, I did a traineeship. That's sort of similar-ish. You might have wanted to be a vet but had a rough afternoon during work experience and you're forced to reflect on what it may actually entail. Or you know you want to do something creative, so you end up with a signage company because that's a graphic design role, and you realize that you actually hate it, and now you're tired of fonts. Well, that's basically Sable. 
except much cooler and more beautiful, and you're as uncertain as Sable herself, trying to find her footing in this world that you realise you don't really know that much about. Sable is an open world exploration game, with a focus on it being an open world exploration game. There are a lot of features that forces you to explore and admire and understand the beautiful world of Midden, all conveyed in a stylistic manner where this 3D world looks like it's been drawn in 2D. But it's not flat, it conveys a lot of depth, depth and distance. And there were a lot of moments in this game where I felt like the world was massive and intimidating, but there was nothing I could do about that except to keep going. In this way, Sable reminds me of the journey many people face when you leave home for the first time and you're not sure when you can return, or even who you'll be once you return. It's a coming-of-age story that I find relatable. It's not just about who am I and who do I want to be, it's also about what role do I want to have in this world. And so you zoom through this world, collecting masks, completing tasks and puzzles, and just explore and build up your knowledge of the world. There's no time constraints, there's no actual danger. It can be slow, frustrating, a grind, exhilarating, delightful, and just a bit silly. So how do you play this game? Your end goal is to find the right mask for you, locking in your role in society, allowing you to return home if you so wish. It's just quite the journey to get to that point. You have to learn how many masks are out there, and basically how many roles there are. Cartographers, machinists, merchants, scrappers, guards, and more. You come across people in these roles who will help you, and for either a cost or in return for a favour, will give you a badge. Once you have three badges of the same type, you can get the mask. But you don't have to be locked into that role just yet. So you need to travel and explore, following directions and maps, but also just looking around with your eyes. Once you have a direction of where you want to go, you can and need to map out your journey, seeking out landmarks and planning the path you need to take. The compass can only do so much. When trying to figure out how to climb to the top of some cliffs and rock formations, you'll need to visually look at where you need to go and plan your route up, similar to how rock climbers tackle cliffs. You can walk and run around, of course, and you can also climb, but your stamina level is quite limited, making planning climbing routes even more essential. You also have a gift, the ability to glide, making climbing less intimidating. While short-term navigation depends on you looking at your surroundings, the compass, map, and navigation device are also essential. You climb to a high point, spot interesting structures, and you can place waypoints there to help you keep on track. Your compass tells you north, which is important as you will get directions like travel southwest of the town until you're in the northern area of the Badlands. Cartographers can sell you maps, important for figuring out where you are in relation to landmarks and structures. You'll be covering a lot of ground, which makes having a hover bike of your own very important. This hover bike can be upgraded and customised, so you can make it to prioritise speed over maneuverability if you so wish. You can call your hover, hover bike to most locations, including the top of what I think was a giant metal ship, which took me quite a lot of time to climb up. Your hover bike is important and an extension of yourself. Currently, mine has little beetle-like legs. The hover bike is also where I have my only real complaint. It doesn't feel very satisfying to fly. It's finicky, whimsical, I did many front flips trying to get over a small sand dune. Upgrading is a slow process and there's only so much ground, and there's so much ground to cover. I did make peace with this, but I wish this was tweaked so the bike had a bit more weight. You can also customise your appearance through clothing and masks, although masks are the only items that will affect your gameplay. So forging one mask may help you find the mask you truly want. Your goal is to earn badges so you can forge the mask you want, but you can do whatever you really want. You might want to talk to absolutely everyone, complete every task they give you, explore every structure. You can really take your time with this game. 
I believe it can be completed in around six hours, but I still haven't finished because I want to take every detour to find every charm I can see. I find an interesting tower and go to have a look. I talk to every NPC and help them out with their tasks. And the reward is more gear, a bit of money, or even just constructing my own narrative for this world. There's a lot of environmental storytelling, and you can get snippets of history from NPCs, but finding old temples, exploring what look like spaceships, finding bridges made of giant bones, it feels like true exploration, keeping me grounded in the world. The music and sound experience is really something special. Sable did that thing I really love in video games, where the title doesn't come up until after some gameplay. And to hear gliders start to play after my clan had to say goodbye to me, while I'm zooming through these massive gates out of the valley, and I'm framed perfectly between the gates when the title finally comes up, it just felt so cinematic in a game that doesn't really have any cinematic moments. Whistling for the hover bike and hearing the bike respond with a mournful but happy cry, as if it was afraid and now it is calling out, I'm here, I'm here, it's just, it's okay. The music did not disappoint, but there's so many layered sounds in this game that just constructs the experience. I run from sand to stone to bone and the sound of my footsteps change. I hear the wind whistling and rushing past. I can hear the chum making a sound that is both sweet and kind of lonely. My hoverbike hums as I travel. It can feel like I'm all alone and isolated and it's overwhelming, but also sounds so warm as if to reassure me that it'll be okay. I don't think I need to state it outright, but I will. I love Sable and I'm glad I finally got to sit down and play it since I first saw that trailer years ago. It's a coming of age story that made me reflect a lot on my own story when I was trying to decide what degree I wanted to pursue, feeling like that decision would lock me in for the rest of my life. But the fact that you can collect multiple masks, you don't have to choose until you're ready and sure, that you can participate in these roles, explore to your heart's content, choose your own journey, I felt like that was a bit more of a story that many of us can understand. Um, Sable is available on PC and Xbox and is developed by Shedworks, which was made by two friends in a shed. That was beautiful. Thank you. Good, good name for the developer. It's a, yeah, I, I was honestly so tickled when I found out that the uh, name of the developers was Shed Game, Shedworks and that they actually made the game in... In a shed. In the shed, like one of the parents' shed. And I was just like... That is, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Hey, you know what else has a really delayed title screen? Yeah. Pacific Rim. Well. <laughs> okay. Another thing that you love. Yeah, yes. Oh, okay. I was, I, 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 the relevancy was confusing. <laughs> not a video game, though. It could um, be. So, it could be. No, it's not. I refuse. It's not going to happen. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Sable's cool. Yeah, you were saying, and you, uh, it's it's got the whole like fifteen frames animation and locked frame rate, but you can unlock the frame rate yeah. but not the animation, which does take a little getting used to. But, it uh, did it, look, take it me, does look yeah. good. The whole fine line art outline is such a, such a unique style to it. Yeah, um, I know yeah. that it wasn't really everyone's cup of tea, but like um, at the time, I was really into this. Um, specific artist who had a very similar art style mm -hmm. so i forget what his name was but um i think he actually worked on some of the comics from for hellboy oh, yeah. um mm -hmm. and it's just like that sort of texture flat 2d kind of simplistic kind of style um yeah it's very it's a very minimalist look just yeah. lots of gradients yeah it looks flat really cool but yeah yeah the the frame rate and the animation is definitely something I tried to play the game yeah. for about five minutes and I could not do it. Yeah. The, the yeah. frame rate can be unlocked, but the animation can't be. 
Cause yeah. it's just, that's just how they made the animation. There's <laughs> no getting around that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a decision that they made and it's like, it's not for everyone. I could like, I was fine with it, but it did take me kind of a little bit of time to sort of. You got to be into the style and you want to relax and immerse yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, you don't want to speed run this game. Yeah. It's not, it's not really a game. If you want to play a game quickly, this is, it's not, this is not it's it. It's not Trackmania. Yeah, it's the opposite of Trackmania, if anything. Um, you are progressing very slowly through a desert planet. Um, and that's nice. But not for everyone. You can hover in you, both of them. You, um, well, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information. Like, I feel like you're trying to make connections, and it's just like, well, yes. That's what I do. Just like the connection but to your robot in Pacific Rim. Can you guys not? <laughs> We're not talking about Pacific Rim. We're talking about Trackmania and Sable. And maybe Cats. Specifically Cats oh, and video games. What, that, oh, I thought you were going to talk about the movie. I mean, oh, what a... Oh, no. God what no. a landmark. My name is exciting. Zara. <laughs> this, sorry, what was that? I just said exciting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, my name is Zara. This is Zed Games. And with me in the studio tonight is Hazel and Paul. And they wanted to talk more about Trackmania. Oh, no. We were going to talk about Nadeo's... Yes, other game. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's called Shoot Mania. Shoot Mania. Shoot Mania. Go, go on. Yeah. Tell, um, me, tell me about it. Tell it's me. it's. Uh, well, they, I they think wanted to the, take the philosophy and make a first-person multiplayer shooter. Yes. Uh, so it's extremely simple, precise, kind of like like old school FPS, like Quake. Um, okay. And also, I think you oh, can do giant jumps. It's weird. It's I really love Shoot Mania Storm. But they have made so many shows. Because it was the whole Mania thing where they were going to do like an RPG, all sorts of They were going to expand it out. But Shoot Mania was, okay, we're going to have these game modes. And the default game mode, um, well, well, they had like a Battle Royale style one. Uh, so you fill a map with people and there'd be a circle that was closing. But everyone was one shot, one kill. Um, and then when you do like teams, it would do weird things. Like it would be like capture points, but... It would just like give like each team would get like thirty seconds on each point, so you'd have to constantly be switching between offense and defense. Okay, for the, the for the old folks out there, think oh, yeah. um, Unreal Tournament with all of the modifiers. A lot of weird, mod- but here's I think what the weirdest thing is in those sort of open maps: the weapon you had depended on what area you were in. You couldn't choose what weapon you had. So if you jump, if you climbed up to a sniper point, your gun would change to a sniper. If you ran into a tunnel, you would suddenly have shotguns because um, it was about using those areas to control. And sometimes you'd be on like the the switch between those areas, trying to um, take that to your advantage. So many weird points, and it worked beautifully. But I gotta say, it didn't land with the mainstream audience. No, um, <laughs> I actually remember like there was a big push to make it work, um, and it just didn't happen. Like for, yeah, I was watching. Uh, Total Biscuit mm-hmm. back when Shoot Mania launched and he had like three weeks or something of just solid Shoot Mania content because he was covering this YouTuber tournament mm-hmm. that was like rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds of this game and I think his follower count dropped pretty harshly because <laughs> he was just doing the same game for like three weeks straight I think um, it's so weird because it's also a really easy one to spectate they built it for that yeah, and he and was doing that, and he was doing a great job of it, but he just did not release anything else in this time. Yeah. No one else got, oh, God, they they tried so many. One of my, 
the most stressful mode in any first person ever done was a three versus three mode, except one team, only one player got to play at a time. So it would be one first three. I, think I remember that. And you would take three hits to die, and the other people would take one hit each. Yes. But your the other two people on your team could look through your eyes the whole time. So they were judging you. Yeah. They were judging everything you did. I don't like that. And, oh, I've had the most intense matches of my life in that mode but you got to be in the mood for being a bit stressed it's like when you're the last one alive on your team in some shooter and you know that everyone is spectating you yeah i wonder Except how many that's people like are still the, playing that's like it. the whole thing yeah. um i'm pretty sure the only people left playing it are absolute diehards so i am scared to ever try and play it lest i get completely dunked on yeah, that, I can't imagine I would compete anymore if anyone is still playing it. Be like jumping into an old tribe server or something. I oh, would God. be That's destroyed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> the old hardcores. That's uh, average. Mm, okay, in the last 30 days, Shoot Media Storm's average players is 5.5 players. players <laughs> <of 24. laughs> oh, 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 that is that is tragic. Oh, uh, but you know those five players are having the time of their, time of their lives. Oh, <laughs> you know what? In the one server together. We should have a game night where we just all play. We're going to make... But like on a public server? Yeah, we're going to absolutely... <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, whoa, five new people? What? This is, in, this is intense. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> um, we're actually we're actually coming up to the end of the night, uh, you two. Um, I can't believe it. Yeah, it happens. Time flies Once again, fun. Yes, time marches onwards. Yes, it does. Um, good night. Good night. We love you good all. Good night. We love you all. And, and don't forget, turtle power. T- turtle power. Turtle power. Turtle power. Turtle power. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See, See you next time. time.